Hey, how's it going? Welcome into uh, a new podcast, Pro Football Ireland. My name is Michael McQuaid. Uh, look, uh, a new era for me, uh, a new start, even though we're going into the week 13 of the season. But uh, yeah, a, a new platform. And I just want to thank everybody for their reaction to the initial launch on Wednesday and, and thanks everyone that, that listened to the podcast and, and gave us feedback, you know, so quickly. So really, really appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to have a sort of a quick uh, get to know you type of podcast with two people that are going to be on the podcast. Uh, absolutely delighted to, to welcome in uh, Mark Hogan and Michaela Fagan. Mark, I'll just start with you, mate. How are you doing? You good? Michael, I've never been on number one podcast before. Like I've always joined late to the party. So uh, it's kind of cool to do one of these introduction things, right? I've never been given the chance before. Absolutely. Absolutely. We we will definitely get into a conversation with that in the week second. Michaela, uh, what's the crack? Very, very good to meet you. Good to meet you both too. I'm very excited to kick off this new podcast with you guys. Awesome, awesome. Well, look, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great crack, and obviously, folks, we really appreciate people reaching out and and listening to this content. And um, we're gonna have a bit of crack just with this initial one. So I'm gonna imagine that people have not listened to any of my stuff before, any of Mark's stuff before, or anything that no, Michael has been on. Any of mine, anyway, Michael. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. What? How, like, tell us, folks. First off, Mark, I'll start with you. Um. Tell us the team you support and, and why you support them because they're clearly having a great <laughs> season so far, mate. Yeah, yeah, do you know, it's a funny one you asked that, Michael, because I'd say it's almost like a card like like to keep in my back pocket because basically I'm a Cardinals fan and I started following them about 10 years ago. So, look, I'm from Kildare and I've enjoyed for a certain section of my life supporting the, uh, the footballers because I kind of am used to supporting an underdog. So when I was going picking essentially an NFL team, and this is before Game Pass or anything, before there was even too much coverage in Ireland, I wanted an underdog and it came down to two teams, the Detroit Lions and the Arizona Cardinals. So back then you had um, Megatron, Gavin Johnson playing with the Lions and he was almost too good and you were wondering, would they make a massive leap? So a friend of mine, he was a, an Irish American that was in, I was in school with. And he told me about this guy that played for the Arizona Cardinals that was Irish. And I was like, wait, what? There's an Irish guy in the NFL? And said, yeah, well, yeah, 100% no doubt. Uh, his name is Larry Fitzgerald. And yeah, I thought that Larry Fitzgerald was an Irish sounding name until I saw him <laughs> on the field. And I said, there's no way that goes Irish. <laughs> well, it's worked out okay for you so far. I mean, the, the Cardinals aren't having a great season, but Super Bowl's in Arizona. So I guess we'll see this year. That's that's a very interesting story. M- Michaela, you've... Um, I think you've changed teams recently, and and you've you've told me before. Would you like to talk to us about maybe just just a bit about yourself and and how you got into the NFL and and and, this, and the team you support? Yeah, so basically, I got into the NFL because I used to love watching those like American football dramas, like you know, like The Blind Side, Remember the Titans, Draft Day. So I actually even wrote my college thesis about those films. And so I always kind of loved them films. And then I gave the documentaries a go, like all for nothing. And then, yeah. And then I was like, okay, I think I'll, and then I watched my first Super Bowl, which was like the Rams and the Patriots. So possibly the worst Super Bowl you could have watched to begin your, uh, career, like your, your journey, uh, to watching the NFL. Yeah. But basically I, so I, I did change and I want to assure people that I'm not a bandwagon fan. Um, 
so basically I started supporting the Browns because I liked Baker Mayfield and I liked his like swag and then um they traded for OBJ and I was like yeah I kind of like what these guys are doing and they're like an underdog so I supported them for like two years and then they obviously traded for Deshaun Watson recently and I didn't agree with that so it's like you know I can't support the Browns anymore um so I was back to square one being like oh who would I pick as a team and I wanted to pick someone who I've been to the city before so like I've been to like Vegas I've been to like Seattle uh like New York and Philly uh so it was kind of between the Bills and the Eagles and I loved the AJ Brown trade. I liked the Rocky films. I liked Philadelphia. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to go with the Eagles. And it looks like I made a good choice. Yeah, I was going to say f- fair play. And you, you don't have to apologize for the whole, you know, having to pick a new team thing over the last year. I I know at least three or four people that have actually stopped supporting the Browns because of what's happened. And I, I fully agree with you. And if it was me, I would do the same. And by God, you you really made a good choice there. And it's it's interesting. So we've got a Cardinals fan and Eagles fan and unfortunately at the minute I, I'm a Broncos fan now I in in mid-March this year I looked like a genius but um no it's not good and like, frankly you've got you both have really interesting stories here but for me it was uh, uh a Monday night in college in 2011 and I had let's just say one too many shandies at the student union in Belfast and came home and seen Tim Tebow play for the Broncos and I was um I was hooked so much so that I got a Tebow jersey delivered and then that off season he left and thankfully we, we got this guy in, you may have heard of him, Peyton Manning uh, at one point, so he's it, it, it worked out okay in the end but now I am uh, probably the laughing stock of the show if it wasn't for Mr Hogan here with uh, Cliff Kingsbury <laughs> as the head coach but it looks like Mikhail is going to have the uh, well at the minute, I mean we'll we'll talk about what, what we're, you know just our thoughts on the season in a second but like Mark, I mean Talk about like a difference between the Broncos and the Cardinals and where the Eagles are at. Eh? I mean, like somebody's got trumps here at the minute. Yeah, do you want me to do it over the last ten years when both of you would have had a, <laughs> a Super Bowl and the Cardinals can't even get back there? I mean, yeah, like look, the Cardinals thing was coming a mile away. I was not surprised at all that they took a dip because they pushed their chips in last year and the Cardinals aren't built sustainably like a lot of other teams. It really is that they want one good season and a blue moon. And I've said it now a couple of times recently that the owner, Michael Bidwell, is happy to do that. Like at the end of the day, the NFL is a rich man's play thing that it's these guys own teams and then the rest of us all jump in and kind of follow along and he can choose how he wants to run his team. And clearly he has attached almost like a family vibe the way that he is committed to Steve for as long as he has and look I've been a supporter of Steve Coyne for so long but the way he builds teams isn't sustainable it's big contracts that are you know backloaded but only you know really serve the team for a year or two like going out for JJ Watt last year was a bit crazy because they did have Chandler Jones at the time and they look a story for another day getting into Chandler Jones's performance this year but the Cardinals went all in and now they're paying the price the receipts came due and like I hope now it means that there's a lot of turnover in the background, but as long as the front office is there, there's not going to be a culture change. And I think that's what's wrong with the Cardinals in terms of like you're saying the Broncos. Yeah, it's kind of a funny one because they had their culture change when John Lynch kind of stepped away. They did get the new head coach, but I mean, it's been talked to that now how Nathaniel Hackett was brought in to get Aaron Rodgers into the building. It didn't work out. And I mean, maybe it's his last game, but I think we might touch on this over the next few days, but we might talk some Aaron Rodgers 
And it is interesting. I'd love to have seen how that would have played out had he gone to Denver, because now you don't know. You know, it seems like the Green Bay Packers missed the boat on trading him. And uh, would it have been the same fortune with him and Nathaniel Hackett as Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett? Yeah, I think just whenever Elway went, like he was almost being blamed for everything. And then suddenly it's not his fault now because he's not there. And then it's somebody else's fault. And I, yeah, look, I could talk about this for for hours and cry and i just don't want to at this point which is unfortunate we will definitely talk about it in our week 13 preview coming up uh, it's actually on this podcast feed if you're listening to this now do feel free to listen to it and uh, michaela you've picked an interesting time to support the eagles obviously it's been a hell of a season for the eagles but it's been a really really crazy season so far in the sense of yes there are some standout teams in the nfc there are way standout teams in the afc where you can almost pick your last three to four teams there where there's more sort of should i say question marks over some nfc teams you look at teams like the giants what were seven and seven and two at one point and and now they're struggling a bit you know there's teams that have been doing very very well the cowboys have done better than my expectation and um, I guess taking your Eagles hat off, this has been a really uh, a really interesting season so far. As we go into week 13, you know, people are saying about, well, if you start a podcast week 13, we still have a good seven to 10 weeks here of action, especially in the postseason. And you can never count any team out as long as they get into that, as, as long as they get into that rodeo when it comes to the second week of January. Yeah, and I think, um, I think the Eagles were kind of surprising. Like I didn't expect them to be, 10 and 1 at this stage of um the season. I have to say I'm really speaking of NFC teams, I'm really ex- surprised with the Vikings and I think a lot of people are like wasn't for the Eagles doing so well, they'd be like probably the number 1 seed in the NFC and then also like who would have thought that they were would be beating the Green Bay Packers by a mile in the NFC North as well. Um yeah, I think um, like it's so funny when you look at the NFC uh, East with the Eagles and the Cowboys and the Giants and the Commanders. People used to jokingly call them the NFC least because it was just like the worst <laughs> um, teams and the worst like group. Um, but now they're like 10 and 1, the Eagles, like 8 and 3, the Cowboys. The Giants started off so well this season. And like the commanders, even like I, I don't really rate the commanders, but even they're not as bad as some of the the other teams in the NFL. So the NFC is, is you know, it's given a- the AFC a run for its money, I have to say. It's been it's been a really really interesting start to the season in the sense of Mark. I remember even going to the London games and everybody thought, oh, you know, the Packers will come out, they'll play really well. They were on a run at that point. Giants beat them, Giants go on a run. There's so much with Aaron Rodgers. There's so much. If you look at the Bengals, started off quite poor. Now they're coming back into it. Trevor Lawrence almost has his second rookie season. There are so many storylines this year, but I guess for the neutral, uh, and as I said, and as Michaela mentioned there as well, you just can't call this season. There are so many scenarios where, you know, obviously history will always be made, but you're looking at a potential Bill Super Bowl run here, even though they got a few issues with Von Miller. You're looking at a potential situation where the Cowboys could get to the Super Bowl. Two teams that got there where you're thinking, wow, you know, stuff that hasn't happened in 20, 30 years. I mean, the Bills have never won it, but they've obviously got to the big dance. We are in for a really exciting couple of months here. Yeah, I think it's an interesting one, Michael, because I was talking to a friend of mine there recently, and I was kind of said, I think we need dominance. Like, 
we're used to for years there the Patriots were the ones to beat and you know you circle them on your schedule but what's going on this year it doesn't even help for like having an opinion on the NFL because if you see say team X is good someone else is going to say well what about when team Y beat them or if you bring up you know this team can go on a run it's oh well they've already lost to the some weird team like the Jets or Giants because we have this kind of legacy now over the last three years that oh the Jets are bad the Giants are bad they name any other team but it's like it, it makes a lot of journalists difficult or journalist jobs difficult as well I think because you know it's everyone I suppose thinks that they know something because they've watched certain teams play and I just think it's hard to monitor everything that's going on it's like yeah at least if we could have some box boxes checked like oh the Bills are going to win the AFC East but like now the Miami Dolphins are in play so it's definitely a new experience Um, it's one that we're not really used to but it's one that I think we've been crying out to for years and now that we have it I'm kind of like can't we just hit the reset button on your teams like the Green Bay Packers are ones that I can definitely tune in and watch because I think my problem is you tune into a game on on, on a Sunday and suddenly you think oh crap I have to change the channel because the real game is the Detroit Lions <laughs> are playing the Washington Commanders and that's the one that I need to be paying attention to because that's where the quality is this week so it's definitely a weird one but I, I, I guess I'm enjoying it even though uh, I don't know the, there's, there's you never know what to expect around the corner I suppose and I, I think what also comes from that is no one knows who they need to pay attention to like yeah when it comes to the playoffs there's going to be teams that are like really circled but it's like there's almost like a certain paranoia because the ravens look to the Bengals and you're you're looking at one another kind of like that you know the spider-man meme being like which one of us is for real <laughs> absolutely man, absolutely here i we are going to get some like you know mvp predictions in a second so that almost takes us back it's like that time whenever sky sports come on at the start of the season and they're like here's what happened in the last six months we're going to do that and then we're going to go straight into it but Michaela I'd, I'd love to know this and I'll get I'll get it from Mark as well in a second I'm going to go off script here um what's what's been your impression of of how the NFL has grown in Ireland over the last few years I mean obviously this year is the first year in uh, 30 years that the Super Bowl is on terrestrial television and um, it just seems that the, the the league has become a lot more um active over here or, or you just you find a lot more fans especially in social media it's pretty cool to see isn't it yeah, it's great to see, like, obviously it's, like, when I started watching this, some, like, my family members would wander in and, like, look at it for, like, a few minutes and be like, I don't know how you watch this, it's so stop and start. Um, But then it's so funny, like, everywhere I go, like, every job I have, there's always someone there who watches the NFL, which, like, a few years ago, that probably wouldn't happen. Like, when I had, like, one of my old retail jobs, like, one of the guys there supported the Carolina Panthers, and now my friend in work, he he's a fan of the Steelers, and then, like, one of the bosses in work is a fan of the Bills, and another boss is, was talking to me the other day about it. Like, it's, it's just grown, like, so much, and I think the fact that we are putting it now on Irish telev- television just shows that there is an audience for it. Um, and I just, I love like going around and just like, and like places like the Woolshed in town and in Cork, like they show like every game, every Sunday, like, so like there is an audience there, like these things wouldn't be happening if there was no one there to watch them. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Woolshed's awesome in Dublin. I have never been to Cork, folks, so maybe we can change oh, wow. that on this podcast. I know. I've I never been to Cork either. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm too far north. I think uh, <laughs> you were telling me you've been to the north once, so like you know, that's not as bad as me. Not what well, I guess not being to Cork is probably worse, but you know, for me. But I'll say no more. Uh, Mark, I was chatting to a lad uh, from Kilkenny. Sorry, from Kerry in a bar in Munich three weeks ago. And he told me I was bananas for suggesting that we would have a game in Ireland at some point. I think we could have a game in Ireland as a one-off. Do you think I'm crazy? Like, I genuinely think with the, you know, you got Kroger, you got the Aviva. You've got a 30 or, well, you got like a 40,000, 45,000 seater stadium being built in Belfast in the next decade, which is definitely happening at the minute. So why can't we hope and expect it, especially when you've got the Irish Heritage there, you've got the Rooney family, you've got different things. Surely it makes sense, especially with Ireland being in the EU. I think it's a tricky one, you know, multifaceted, because if you'd asked me this time last year, I would have been confident. But then those international rights agreement came out and no one put Ireland down on their list. And you see like the likes of Australia and all these getting into it, China, the Spain, your France's didn't actually get on. And I thought that it really kind of lined up an entire queue. When we were in Germany, we saw why they deserved a game. And it's because the fans are super passionate. And even though I think that the fans that are in Ireland are passionate the ones that are there when you see what happened in germany you're like it's it was eye-opening they traveled from everywhere i was delighted to see that german fans got tickets because if it came to ireland you would want the stadium to be filled with irish fans but then when you compare it to the game that we had here it's a lot of fun but that the aviva stadium was packed with fans that came from america it wasn't that the irish fans were as into it i mean i brought some of my friends to it and they said yeah i'd love to get into the nfl and i think it was that the nfl does need to build a bit more in ireland i think i absolutely agree with what michaela is saying there it's nice to see that there's one or two fans anywhere you kind of go now whether that's a work setting or even a bar five six years ago i remember getting excited just to see a hat on the street in Dublin or something like that and I, I, Michael I tell you the struggle I had to get a Cardinals hat no more than yeah five years ago to get a beanie in Ireland was next to impossible so we have had a major jump and I'm hoping that maybe a team will take us on for the international rights agreement or whatever they're called because it'll show a seriousness that is in Ireland but I'm kind of worried when we have to compete compete against that queue of countries that are a bit greater but the wild card in it all is Ireland's connection to America. It is the Rooney's family. It is the culture that we have here when that game came to Dublin only in August. And we obviously have a massive college game coming next year that when we're able to show our country off to those Americans and they enjoy themselves as much as they do, I think that does go in our favor. I think the English goes in our favor. And one thing that really stood out with Germany that is absolutely massive, it showed that your smaller cities like Munich, like what happened in the Aviva with Dublin, are greater for hosting these NFL games than London because everyone was saying that as soon as you leave Tottenham Hotspur Stadium as soon as you leave Wembley Stadium everyone goes into the night it's like you know you just to the breeze that that's what's massive with Dublin that as soon as you come out of the stadium the game would take over oh. Dublin <laughs> so I, I think that's what's kind of I think that's what goes in our favour but I think there's still some building blocks that uh, we need to sort before you know we can keep on dreaming the stadiums are there but the fans we all need to make a bigger push you know everyone needs to bring two or three more friends into this thing that's a fancy way of us saying please subscribe to this podcast 
please. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, let's uh, let, let's jump into this final segment. I, I asked everybody ahead of this podcast to bring us our MVP choice for the season so far through 12 weeks. I'll go first and then anybody can jump in with their with, just with their selection. Um, I think I put a, put a tweet out. What one of the first polls on the Pro Football Ireland Twitter page, which was who is your uh, MVP so far this season and I think the highest person that was voted out of 100 people that voted granted only 100 people but you know what we only, we only started this week so that's pretty cool uh, 100 people selected uh, I think 40 or 50% selected Jalen Hurts I currently think and I know that you may give different options here but if you look at the current situation the Eagles record they've lost one game the way that Jalen Hurts has improved throughout the season and the way that that Eagles offense has played for minimum 70 to 80 percent of their games yes there were games where they struggled a bit but they still got over the line look at that Colts game as a prime example but still Jalen Hurts got them through it and he's averaged so far this season 54.3 rushing yards per game he has a 105.6 passer rating this year the only other quarterback in history to do something around that was Lamar Jackson in 2019, who was the unanimous NFL MVP. And I have been told, folks, that they're going to give out the top five this year, so we at least know where they come in the rankings. Um, I, I just think that if the Eagles only lose one or two games and they've got a better record than everybody else and Hurts does stack up, I think you have to look at the progression that he's made, the progression this Eagles team has made. And at the minute, he's my MVP. Somebody else give me their pick. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll just only piggyback on it because Jalen Hurts is mine as well. I mean, look, I read something there last week about our, is it unfair of us to be bored of Mahomes? I mean, Mahomes should get MVP and right now he is the betting favourite. But it's kind of like, yeah, we want the excitement. We know what that Chiefs offense can give us. And it's like, yeah, all right, I thought before the season that they weren't going to be able to without Tyreek Hill. But it's like, yeah, they did it again. But hey, look, it's the Chiefs. Whereas where Jaden Hurts came from, like I, you almost need to contextualize Michaela becoming an Eagles fan. It was like they were kind of like a sexy pick before the year to make the playoffs. But like what they're doing this year was not expected. <laughs> and a lot of that was put on to Jalen Hurts not being the kind of passer that he needed to be. But it's like the the learning curve that he's shown is kind of like <laughs> they were saying the likes of um, Mahomes, the likes of Josh Allen, after three years in the league, say they were just like taking this massive leap. And Jalen Hurts took that leap this year. Like he used to scramble aimlessly and look to scramble before, you know, making decisions. Whereas now it's like he's seeing the field so much better. And then whether it's scrambling or whether it's a designed run form. And look, he doesn't show up, I suppose, in your passing yard leaders. But then it's like when you look at his rushing yards, he is 19th in the NFL. And it's it's nothing to do with, you know, a value pick. I do think what Jaden Hurts has done is it made the Eagles really attractive to watch. And I think that's what I want in an MVP, <laughs> you know, like he is the second favorite. So, I mean, like, it's not like we're talking out of our backsides here. Uh, whereas, you know, two is doing and obviously passing Allen. I think Josh Allen, the pushback I have against him is what seven interceptions in the last five games that like with those interceptions yeah. and this thing is like super tight, this MVP race always that I think something like seven interceptions in the last five games can go against you. But we do know that the last two seasons, Josh Allen has had that late season run and this award is always won in December, right? Absolutely. Now, I'm hoping, I'm presuming that, Michaela, if you're an Eagles fan, we may hear hear Jalen Hurts here, but uh, if it is, it's fine. Who have you got? 
Oh, I'm so annoyed. You guys went ahead of me. It's Jalen. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not just saying that as an Eagle fans. Like I've written down here, like who realistically are the top three at the moment, and it's Jalen, it's Mahomes, and it's Tua. Um, but if you look at the stats, like Patrick Mahomes only has like five more touchdowns than Jalen. Like obviously he has a lot more passing yards, but you have to remember Jalen is more of a kind of a, a good mix of kind of like running and uh, throwing. And yeah. like he has like eight rushing touchdowns where Mahomes has like one. And then obviously Mahomes has more interceptions because he throws more. But like for me, like just kind of like touching on what Mark said, like, it's so bad to say this, but like I'm kind of I'm not bored of Mahomes, but I don't want him winning MVP every year. It's kind of like the way people started like hating Patriots, the Patriots and Brady because they just kept winning all the time. It gets boring. Um, but you see, what what I want in my MVP is kind of like I want them to kind of rally the the team and I want them to be like a good leader, like and yeah. and kind of improve the team, which Jalen has done because they're they're ten and one. Like obviously it's a team effort, but like I think he's like such in like an important part. Like he was one of the reasons why AJ Brown probably came to the Eagles. And like he's one of the best wide receivers in the league, and the connection they have is like unbelievable. So like for me, it's Jalen because he's not only playing well, but I see that he's like obviously I'm gonna be a bit biased, like I'm an Eagles fan, but like he's a good leader, you know. Like I think he's a great role model as well, and I think that kind of makes my MVP in a sense, not just how well they're playing. It's yeah, kind I think, of the yeah. sorry, I think it's kind of the Lamar Jackson effect. It's like. Lamar Jackson won that because he was able to do it on the ground and passing. He was able to get in for the touchdown. It's kind of like we want that bit of excitement. Look, it is very harsh on Patrick Mahomes because he only has the one MVP that he won, what, 2018 or something? It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, it's like we we have absolutely taken him for granted. But I think at the same time, a lot of people are supporters of Patrick Mahomes. You know, like a lot of people push back because they didn't want to see Tom Brady do well, for instance, just because, you know, he was a bad guy. Whereas I'll always watch the Chiefs because, you know, Patrick Mahomes has never turned heel in that sense of the word. So it's like you're able to root for him. But for an award like the MVP that is such a, a standalone season, I definitely go for the likes of Jen Hurts just because it's a fun one to watch this year. I can see the whole situation as well where Mahomes has lost Tyreek Hill and he has had to embed himself in that new offense. And he had, they've done, like he's been, he's been unbelievable. He had, what, five passing touchdowns at least against the Cardinals? Not to pick on your Cardinals, Mark. Tua, I'm <laughs> Give so break, impressed with the Dolphins. <laughs> And yeah, and like Justin Jefferson's had a hell of a season as well. Going, I said that, and we'll talk about Joe Burrow and the, and the Bengals on our Week Thirteen preview on the next podcast. Um, I think we're in for an interesting last few weeks of the, of, of the regular season, and that's why I think this is such a good time to, to honestly start this podcast. I think we're going to see so much happen over the next few weeks. Where yes, everyone's saying now Mahomes might be the favorite, but there's so much more to come. There's some great games this weekend, and it's it's been great to, I guess, get to know you both a bit better in terms of, well, first off, how you picked your team, <laughs> and just your thoughts around the season so far. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm just going to round this podcast up here, but just, just so we can go on to the next one, but um, folks, if you are listening to this, uh, you can search Pro Football Ireland on any platform, whether that's Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, um, all of the usernames are NFL Ireland, apart from YouTube, which is NFL underscore Ireland due to licensing fees. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like obviously, if you are listening to this, please do give us um, a, a follow on Spotify, a, a star rating, any sort of feedback at all is massively appreciated. You can reach out anytime, info 
at profootball.ie. Uh, you can check out my social, Michaela Social, Mark Socials, under in this bio as well. And uh, I will chat to you soon. Michaela, Mark, thanks a million. Thanks.